Hello, everybody, uh, whoever is out there listening. Uh, welcome to episode one of the Lonely Girls podcast, or I guess Lonely Girl. Um, I was originally planning on doing this with my friend Catherine, uh, but Amazon is being lame, and she ordered a microphone to record with, and I think it says it was shipped to her, but she hasn't gotten it. Anyways, I was going to wait for her to do an episode, but I just got really bored, um, and I decided I wanted to do an episode, and I got her permission to do it without her, so shout out Catherine. Um, we'll, we'll do a great episode together whenever Amazon decides to get your microphone to you. Anyways, um, how's everybody doing? You can't answer me. I don't know why I'm asking like we're having a conversation. Anyways, um, so quarantine. (laughs) We are on, hang on, let me check my journal to see what day of quarantine we're on. I've been like, uh, checking in with my journal a little bit here and there. Hmm, so my last entry was May 13th, which was four days ago, and it was day 57 uh, since I got back to BC. So, that means we're on, wow, quick maths, uh, six, day 61. 60 days, oh my god, that's longer than Jesus was in the desert. Ha, huh. well, Catholic little joke for you Catholics out there. Um, if you're familiar, Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, according to the Bible. Um, and that is why Lent is 40 days. So, quick fact, or not, I don't know. Uh, depends if you believe in that or not. So... 61 days of quarantine. Wow. Um, so I got back to BC 61 days ago, I guess. Um, from Prince Edward Island, I was there. I was, I finished my degree in December, so I was just working. I was working three jobs, uh, grinding, putting in that time, making the dollar dollar bills. Uh, that's what happens when all your jobs pay minimum wage. So, yeah. Anyways, my three jobs, I worked at The Gap as a brand associate. I think that was my job title. And then I worked, uh, before they ended, I was working at the basketball games at my university and some of the hockey games. And then I was coaching soccer as well. And then, actually, I've actually technically been off work longer uh, than just quarantine because I got in a little little car accident um, in March. So, (sighs) hurt my back, so I wasn't able to work for a while. And then quarantine happened, so got laid off. Um... I don't know. I don't know why I just threw up a peace sign. You guys can't see me, but I did. Um, and uh, got laid off. So now I'm just living that 
EI, CERB, Life. I don't know. I applied for both, and I've been getting EI. Uh, but I still say that I'm on the CERB Life. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. And then it's like really confusing how this all happened. Like literally the day I came back to BC, I woke up that morning thinking that I was coming home for like two weeks because originally I was going to go back and do the education program uh, at UPI. And then I was like, oh, sick. I'll just go home. Like I'd already planned to come home for a couple weeks. And then literally that morning, the people of the education program were like, psych, um, we're going to put all the classes online because of this COVID thing that like at the time was still very like new. And so I was like, oh, so basically I have to pack everything I own. And literally like I had not that much packed because I was like, oh, I'm just going home for two weeks. Like only need one suitcase maybe. And I was like, oh, just kidding. I have to pack everything. And so literally that day, like, I had a few errands to run. And then I <laughs> went home and, or, like, went back to where I was living and, like, literally spent hours just packing everything. Like, oh, it was, it was a day. And then, yeah, eventually came back and then so then I was like oh I'm just gonna have to do the program online for a while and then I don't know I was just like kind of overwhelmed with everything going on and like with my car accident and everything I was just like kind of not in a good state of mind um (laughs) and I just like had this feeling that I didn't want to go back and I decided that I was going to um, leave the program and not go back t- to PEI, which was not an easy decision. But um, yeah, and like, if you know me, you probably know why I made this decision or like, you probably know this already. But yeah, so so definitely a tough decision. Like, love PEI, love the people there. Um but I just felt like I, it was time for me to come back, and yeah, so I'm gonna look at doing a program in BC, but that's, uh, that's what's been going on, so, and it actually is kind of nice being back home, I was, like, kind of nervous to be, like, oh, gonna be back home with the family all the time, because it's quarantine, and we're quarantined together, but it's actually not too bad, uh, we're, we're just chilling, um, vibing together. Actually, my dad and my brother still go to work, so it's basically just me and my mom at home all day, and she's working from home. So I just kind of, like, do my thing, and (laughs) it's, uh, it's pretty chill. And, uh, yeah. So quarantine, what, what else have I been doing? Um, so, uh, I've been working out basically every day because I there's like not really anything to do um and like trying to just trying to you know not stay in shape um I'm supposed to play soccer in the fall if uh if we're able to have a season but I 
I don't know how that's going to go. I have a strong feeling that the season won't happen, but, um, yeah. So, I've been, <laughs> I've been working out because, obviously, uh, if the season does end up happening, uh, it would be bad if I was not in shape. So, yeah. So, I've been doing that. Um, what else? I've been, you know, playing, playing some guitar, list, making some playlists. I, I took a break from the playlists because what I was doing was I, first I made like an oldies playlist, which basically consists of like 60s, 70s, 80s, a little bit of 90s, but like not too much. Um, and that took me a while. <laughs> And I don't know, I just had the feeling that I wanted to make a playlist for that. And I was like, yep, we have the time. So, yep. And then, I, and then I've been, like, kind of editing my current playlist because I have some playlists that I literally just skip so many songs. And I was like, this is annoying. I should just take these playlists down a notch uh because some like I have one playlist I think literally has like eight or nine hundred songs and it's just been like compiled over the years um and yeah no uh some of them have not aged well so yeah just trying to edit that down which can get very annoying so I've taken lots of breaks from doing that so sometimes I just sit down and then I'm like no this is too much work uh because I look at the number of songs and I'm like no but yeah and then what else I've been watching the the flicks Netflix um I also got Crave so Crave has some good stuff I'm gonna talk more about shows later um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, oh, my family <laughs> sometimes has karaoke nights, so that's a good time. Uh, so we have a little, like, microphone, and then I just put my laptop, hook it up to the TV with HDMI, we play the, the tunes on there, we have the lyrics, and it's great, and we just take turns, and, uh, yeah, it's good times. We do that maybe once a week. Uh, sometimes we miss a week, but that's that's been that's been good. Um, oh yes, and then sometimes if I'm really if I'm really just looking, if I want some attention, uh, if I want some socialization, I sometimes I go on uh, the Bumble, and uh, I've I've. You know, right now I'm exclusively using Bumble. I kind of like it. You know, it's weird. I used to only use Tinder, and that was like the only app I would use for uh, online dating. And yeah, no, I I think I had Bumble like a few years ago for a hot second, and then it was stressing me out <laughs> because. Well, for one, um, I used to, like, not really have standards, so I would just, if anyone was even, like, just a little bit funny, I would just swipe right, like, even if they weren't cute, 
um, which is a mistake. You should not do that, but that's what I used to do, and so I would end up getting all these matches, and I would get so overwhelmed because on Bumble, you only have 24 hours to message or else they go away forever, and uh, it's... it was getting very stressful for me. I don't, uh, I don't do well with that kind of pressure. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I ended up like deleting Bumble when I had it a few years ago and I just like went back to Tinder. I was like, this is too much. Um, so I went back to Tinder and, uh, yeah, anyways, then after my last boyfriend and I broke up, I downloaded Tinder again because I, I'm a degenerate and uh I don't know it just like wasn't really doing it for me so I was like oh we'll go back on Bumble like see what see what's going on there and uh honestly I I like it a lot better now and uh I'll tell you why it's because for one um well for one uh my I actually have standards now so I'm not just swiping on like nearly as many people <laughs> as I would before. Um but I also like that you can like put restrictions on what you want. So like literally I put I mean, if you don't know this, I'm 5'10. So I literally put a restriction to only see men that are 5'9 or taller because I don't know, it's just like it's just kind of awkward, honestly. Like, nothing against short kings. Um, we love you. But, yeah, it's just for me, like, if I'm gonna, like, actually date somebody, it's, like, not... It's just, like, awkward if they're a lot shorter. So, that I just was like, yeah, let's just eliminate all the short kings. Um, because... Because sometimes, in the past, I'd, like, match with a guy... And I was like, oh, he's cool, he's cute. And then it's like, oh, he's five, six. And it's like, well. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did that, and it's been great. Um, oh, yeah, so so I think my normal age range that I had was like 22 to 26 or something like that. So the other day I was really bored, and I was like, hmm, let's just put it up to like 32, <laughs> see what happens. And normally, Bumble, it, like, will send you a notification if you get, like, a few people that like you. So normally, I'd get, like, oh, three people have liked you. Oh, two people have liked you. I set it to, I set the age to 32, max. Woke up the next day. It said 150 people have liked you. So I was, like, oh, well, uh, so I don't know what that, what that is supposed to mean, um, if that's, like, my demographic is, uh, men in their late 20s, early 30s, um, I don't know, uh, the other thing is, like, sometimes men, uh, if they're older, I, it's, like, kind of a red flag if they can't get women their own age, you know, so it's, like, oh, well, (laughs) what does that say about me if, like, (laughs) they, they can't get women their own age, so they're just, like, they're just, like, scraping for whatever, whatever they can get, uh, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know if that's true, I'm just, 
I'm just uh, speculating here, but um, yeah. So so Bumble. So it's been it's been it's been uh, a better experience uh, than Tinder because the other thing is, um, Tinder, anyone can message first. Bumble only the girl can message first. So sometimes, like I'll match with somebody and then. I'll look at their profile again and be like, eh, on second thought, I don't want to talk to this person, and then I don't have to. And it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good setup, to be honest, because, yeah, then they can't do anything about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so Bumble's been cool, um, but I'm, I am gonna talk about, like, some terrible types of people on there, because... Oh, there are some, yeah. So, so the terrible types of men on Tinder, um, or Bumble. Excuse me. Oh my God. Um. So first we have uh the mansplainers, and I've run into quite quite the number of uh this kind of man, um, which I just find this this type of man just has so much audacity, you know? Like they'll take so for example, I have in my bio, I have uh one of the few things I have in my bio is big fan of sports, music, and stand up. Now, some men will feel the need to say, "Oh, you like stand up?" and then lecture me <laughs> about stand up and comedy. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, it's like, hey, I also like stand-up and comedy. Um, and then they'll, like, ask you who your favorite comedians are. Like, for me, my favorite comedian at the moment is Crystalia, and some men will be like, oh, Crystalia. And they'll just, like, judge and... (laughs) And for me, it's just so funny because it's like, it's like, oh, well, who's your favorite queen? They're like, oh, Dave Chappelle. And it's like, of course, like, yeah, Dave Chappelle's one of the greatest comedians ever. But I'm just talking about who I actually watch, like, at the moment. And yeah, anyways, and it's just like, oh, well, like, real comedians. And it's like, bro, like, I'm familiar, but thank you. Um, I actually had a guy say to me, he said, oh, who's your, who's your favorite comedian? I said, oh, Chris D'Elia. And he goes, oh, bruh, his stand-up sucks. And I was like, oh, okay, um, interesting. That's a hot take, actually, because he is one of the most, I don't know if I'd say he's one of the, I'd say he's one of the most popular comedians right now. I would, I would go ahead and say that, um, you know, he he had that uh video go viral where he uh was imitating Eminem and then Eminem put him on his song like and in the music video so yeah I would say he's one of the biggest comedians right now um (laughs) but oh where was I yeah he's he was like yeah uh his stand-up sucks and I was like oh like that's interesting why do you think that he's like oh like well I watched 14 minutes of his latest special and I just it was just not good I turned it off and I was like oh well have you like what about his other comedy he's like oh I haven't I haven't seen it it's like 
oh, like, so you're just, you're just forming an opinion after only hearing 14 minutes? <laughs> and so I think I said to him, I was like, well, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, it's <laughs> pretty bold of you to to say that all of his stand-up sucks after only listening to 14 minutes. I, I think I said, at least watch the full special before you before you make an opinion. And then, to his credit, though, he actually went and watched the rest of the special, and then he came back and was like, oh, you actually made me change my mind. So, like, credit, the credit to the guy that, you know, he actually was open-minded and, like, went back and actually finished it. Um, but it's just, like... How are you gonna how are you gonna form an opinion on fourteen minutes of something and then say to somebody like who says they love this person and they're like, Oh, they suck. Like I'm sorry, that's just so obnoxious in my opinion. But <laughs> anyways. Uh so that was an example. And then oh my god, I matched with this guy the other day and it was one of the most painful conversations I've ever had um so this man this this young man he um we were talking about just like what we like to do I think and he he was like yeah I like I like to have nice like philosophical conversations with people and I was like oh yeah like I love a good deep talk you know and he's like oh like what kind of things do you like to talk about and then I said like a couple things and then I was saying how you know sometimes I'm like oh you know sometimes I think you know I want kids like I've always kind of wanted kids but like with this with everything that's going on in the world right now sometimes I wonder if it's a good idea to bring kids into the world but like then I feel like I wouldn't feel fully happy if I didn't have kids and then he he started saying how oh well like that's just a girl thing that that you don't feel happy I was like what what do you what do you mean it's a girl thing and he was like well yeah like women women uh don't feel fulfilled if they don't have kids and I was like oh like in general like all what do you mean (laughs) he was like yeah like no woman is ever fully happy if she doesn't have kids and I, I was like oh well that's That's an interesting uh, opinion you have there, sir. Um, And so anyways, we ended up getting in a little little bit of a debate on this topic. Because obviously, who who actually thinks that? And so I was like, oh, so like, where are you getting this idea that like women... (laughs) Because I was like, this is just such an absurd take. And he's like, well, you know, historically... Um, women have always, like, cared for kids, like, I don't know, it was just something about, like, historically, it was just very all, all very just sexist and misogynistic, and I was just like, okay, well, consider that, uh, it's just more acceptable now for kids, or for women to not want kids, and, uh, anyways, he just, he just wouldn't really, wouldn't really listen to what I had to say, and then he started lecturing me on, uh, psychology and just base like literally basic psychology like well you know genetically women feel the need to care for others and I was like okay yeah but like that's not always kids you know anyways um like I literally was like yeah like I actually minored in psychology so I'm like familiar with 
this 101 <laughs> level information and uh so then I actually asked him I was like so what uh where are you getting this like idea because it's kind of like outdated you know and <laughs> he said oh like I, I just see it in the world like I'm a thinker <laughs> and I I just I don't even I think I just replied like ha 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 <laughs> but I just don't understand these men that like and the thing is I'm like I have I have opinions but I'm also open to hearing others like other opinions and you know seeing where people are coming from but like this guy just literally was I was just like no like I don't see where you're coming from actually and <laughs> oh my but yeah um what else oh yeah and then and then he said yeah I also uh talk to other intelligent people about it and they agree and I was like oh who are these intelligent people and he said people I accredit and I was like oh like who <laughs> and he said my circle of friends so I was like oh great like your your circle of misogynistic men that's great um and then I actually didn't unmatch him because I wanted to read his, our conversation to everybody um but he unmatched me so I guess he didn't really like what I had to say, but yeah, no, it's actually shocking how, how rampant, uh, misogyny still is to this day. Um, but yeah, moving on, uh, the next kind of terrible man I want to talk about on, on, uh, Bumble is the interviewers, and by this I mean the guys that just ask question after question after question and like that's all the conversation is and it just gets so mind-numbing and I just I can't do it like I've I've had a couple conversations with guys like this and I eventually just stop replying because it's just too much like like it's fine to ask questions but literally if that's all if that's just all the conversation is I just can't so an example of this is this guy was like oh like how's your day going and also we had we had been talking prior like I had already kind of told him what I did and he's like oh like how's your how's your day going and I was like oh yeah like kind of like what I told you and and <laughs> and then uh oh yeah I think so I think that day I had like gone for a run or something and I was like yeah I went like went for a run and he's like oh like where'd you run and I was like oh like just around the neighborhood and he was like oh like where's your neighbor like <laughs> which also looking back sounds very creepy but um he was like how far like I was like I don't know like 6k I don't I forget how far it was and uh he just kept asking like question after question and it was just like all right sorry I had to pause it there for a second um but yeah no basically I just hate when people only ask questions and it's just like questions that mean nothing you know like it's not even important like in any 
in any part of your life. It's just not, like, you don't need to ask that many questions. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the interviewers. Um, and then the third one is kind of similar to the mansplainers, and it's just the guys that have, I've seen this a lot in people's bios recently, is I speak my mind, which I honestly just pretty much swipe left to these guys automatically because I speak my mind is basically just code for I'm an asshole (laughs) because here's the thing I feel like people sometimes can use free speech or like whatever like I'm just I'm just speaking my mind I'm just being honest uh as a cover for just thinking they can say whatever they want and just being a dick um so yeah I don't really talk to guys that have this in their bio because I just swipe left automatically but I just think it's like such a dumb thing is like I speak my mind it's like cool uh but like you can do it in a nice way also which like I understand you know sometimes you kind of have to be a dick if like people are if someone's I think if someone is being rude to you, you should be able to, you know, be stand up for yourself. Don't just take it. Um, but still, like in general, you should try to be respectful. I don't know. That's just that's just my thoughts. But uh yeah. So, uh moving on. Uh what do I have? in my Bumble profile. So, or what am I looking for? We'll, we'll say what I'm looking for first, because honestly, um, and men, if you're listening to this, uh, write this down. I'm just kidding. Unless, uh-huh, kombucha girl. Um, but <laughs> what am I looking for? So for me, like just being, being funny is like I, the number one, one thing, you know, or at least just having a sense of humor. Uh, yeah, just, you know, not being boring, essentially. Um, yeah, and, and obviously, you know, physic, like, physically, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I would say that I have, like, a specific type, but, I think taller than me is ideal. <laughs> um, typically, I prefer men with dark hair. That's just like, that's just like, I don't know. That's just a preference, I guess. Um, I guess, I don't, like, this is, this might sound bad, but like, typically, I'm into white dudes, and like, I don't know why. That's just basically exclusively what I've what I've gone for but like I'm also not against like other other people you know that's just that's just typically like what I go for I guess is like goofy white dudes and yeah I don't know there's just that's just what what it is and um yeah typically I like someone athletic because I'm also athletic um (laughs) I don't know just like doesn't take things too seriously 
you know, likes to have a, likes to have a good time. I think for me, because, uh, my last, my, my relationships have been with, like, introverted guys, I think for me, now I want to try being with someone who's also more extroverted, because I'm very extroverted, uh, typically, and I don't know, I think it would be fun to, like, have somebody that you can, you know, walk into a party with and, like, just, just have a, just be, you know, that outgoing, fun couple, like, that, that's, like, that would be fun, I think, (laughs) because, uh, in the past, my boyfriends have just either not gone with me or, like, just kind of sat with a beer while, like, I'm, I'm out overdoing something, so, I don't know, I think that's, like, what I would like, um, yeah, oh, and, like, smart, I like someone smart, because, you know, if you're, if you're, like, kind of dumb, then, you know, it's, like, if you can't hold a conversation, uh, also, bad grammar is just, like, such a turn off for me, like, I, my friends always call me the grammar Nazi, and it's true, because I don't know, I just literally, I've gotten better, though, like, I'm, I'm not as bad, I used to be really bad for, like, correcting people all the time, uh, which I don't do anymore, really, um, so, yeah, but, like, if you don't know how to spell basic words, it's just, like, okay, so, so, yeah, I do, you know, intelligence is, is good as well. So, yeah. Um, okay, so what do I have on my profile? So, currently, uh, my profile picture, my main profile picture is me at my quarantine convocation that I planned for myself, and I'm holding my little paper diploma and (laughs) flowers, and I'm just standing in a little dress with my grad cap, and that's good and yes (laughs) and then so I have that I went to UPEI and then my job title is collecting EI at COVID-19 because that's what I'm doing and then my bio is just here for a silly goose time and that is what that's something from Crystal Leah's podcast he always says Uh, I'm here for a silly goose time, and that's it. So, that's a nod to him. And, uh, I get really happy if people recognize where it's from, which is very rare, but it's happened a couple of times. And it's, it makes me happy. But, yeah, and then I have, like I said before, a big fan of sports, music, and stand-up. And then I have future teacher slash trophy wife, which I... I like, um, and then I have, oh yeah, so on Bumble you can, like, put all this stuff about you, which I also like this, um, about Bumble compared to Tinder, because on Tinder it's just, like, such a gamble, honestly, sometimes for swiping, uh, whereas, you know, Bumble, uh, so you can put, like, your political views, how much you drink or smoke weed or whatever, um, what your like, level of education is your zodiac sign, which I, I typically don't really, 
care, but, like, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, oh, well, like, I don't get along with this person and they're this sign, so I'm not gonna swing to this sign. Um, but I've kind of stopped looking at that because, I don't know, it's just, like, not always the same, obviously. Um, and then you can put, like, how active you are. So I put that I'm 5'10", I'm active, I'm a Gemini, I have an undergrad degree, I drink socially, even though this year I'm not drinking at all, which, uh, yeah, that's another topic, but, yeah, I'm, (laughs) I put that I drink socially, because normally I do, um, and then I put that I'm liberal, which I like that it has your political views, because then it's like, oh, conservative, bye, (laughs) um, but yeah, and then I have a couple selfies, and then I have my grad pic, and I have a picture with my mom, uh, while I'm wearing my soccer uniform, so, okay, here's the thing, I always get anxious, like, if I put an action shot of me playing soccer or something, because I feel like, I hate feeling like I'm bragging or something, I don't know, it's just, it's just weird, um, So I put a picture where I'm in my soccer uniform, but I'm not actually playing soccer. (laughs) Uh, And then I have a picture with one of my pals. Um, Yeah, and then so so on Bumble too, there's like little prompts, which I love because you can like kind of get a glimpse into people's personalities through this. So we have... Uh, my secret skill, I put, I cut my own hair during quarantine, which I did. Um, and in brackets, refer to pick number one, because that's my haircut that I did myself. Um, I put, if I could solve one world, world problem, it would be, and I said, finding the clitoris, which is a joke. Um, but I, you know, I think it's funny. And some people also think it's funny. So, and then my last one is ideal night out. And I put committing a heist. Just to let people know that I'm a little bit of a rule breaker, you know? So, so that's my profile. And uh, I've, I think I've like kind of gotten the people that I'm trying to attract, you know? Uh, <laughs> I used to have on my profile just stuff all about having a fat ass because I thought it was funny and then too many people took it literally um and they were that's like all they would talk about so I took it off because yeah so I think (laughs) it was like one of the prompts was um what makes you feel empowered and I said uh when people tell me I have a fat ass one of them was (sighs) Um, my third grade teacher described me as, and I put, uh, the fattest third grade ass she ever saw, and then the third one was, I'm passionate about causes like, and I said having a fat ass, and I thought it was very funny, um, but yeah, again, too many, too many people were taking that to heart, you know, and they were, they would just be like, oh, let's see your, let's see your ass, dude, like, (laughs) I don't know, um, so yeah, I was like, well, that's not actually what I wanted to happen, so, you know, had to, had to kind of edit a little bit, um, but yeah, so, 
that's about all I had to talk about with Bumble. Now, moving on. Uh, reopening is starting soon, gradually. Um, so obviously we've been in quarantine for, like, a few months, a couple months. Um, so in BC, I don't know about other provinces, but in BC, we are starting phase two, which, let me pull up the diagram here. They had, like, a little diagram that the government put out about the phases. Okay, here it is. BC's careful restart plan. So phase one, which we are coming to the end of, was essential services and some businesses being open. Phase two is starting on Tuesday the 19th, and it is restoration of some services under enhanced protocols, and then it has uh, in bullet points elective surgeries, dentists, chiropractic, physiotherapy, massage, childcare, parks and beaches, day, uh, in brackets, day use, restaurants, cafes, pubs, hair salons, personal services, more retail, in-person counseling, offices, recreation, recreation slash sports, museums, art galleries, and libraries. Okay, so here's the thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about a few of these things. So, <clears throat> so now, just because that these things are reopening, it doesn't mean they're like fully reopening. So the impression I have is that uh, each place is kind of doing their own way of reopening. And so like for hair salons, for example, um, I heard on the radio that it's going to be either uh, the hairstylists and the customers or either or uh, have to wear a mask. Um, I don't think they're going to allow people like in the waiting room. Um, there's probably going to be like a max amount of people allowed in. Uh, there might be like glass put up. I'm not sure. So, so that's what I heard specifically about hair salons. And then I assume like all the other places that are supposedly reopening are going to be kind of the same, like just being really careful, obviously social distancing still, which yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all works. Um, my birthday's coming up in a few weeks here, so it'll be, like, interesting to see if we can actually go anywhere for that. Uh, yeah. So, so this just says mid-May onwards, and then phase three is supposed to be June to September. And it says further restoration of services under enhanced protocols. So, I think that just means, like, basically everything else will slowly start reopening and then phase four is tbd so they don't know yet and it's large gatherings conditional and vaccination or treatment so basically we're gonna have to wait for a vaccine for that um so no like large gatherings until there's gonna be a vaccine which is gonna be a little while i think um but yeah so phase two so recreation and sports that's gonna be interesting so I have been going down to, like, just my local soccer field to work out and stuff, um, sometimes, and I was there yesterday, and they had, that was the first time I'd seen the nets, like, unlocked, 
So people are allowed to go shoot on the nets now, which is interesting. Um, and then, like, I'm, I'm supposed to play in the fall, and the coach that I have right now is, like, just kind of saying he's not really sure how it's going to work, but um, if we are able to start practicing, that we'd be distanced, and um, yeah, just just basically we'd be distanced, and just working on more, like, individual stuff, uh, probably wouldn't be able to have games right away, although they are, I think they are starting back with, like, European soccer and stuff, and then the NHL is supposed to, supposed to start games again, um, without fans, so not sure how that's gonna work for, like, everything else. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to play without fans or anything like that, but yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's gonna be interesting for a while. Um, I don't think, I don't think we're gonna be fully reopening for a long time. Like, at least months. Um, so yeah, it's weird. It, this is all just a weird friggin' time to be alive. Uh, so yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, so, so I, so I mentioned that I've been watching shows, um, so I just want to talk about some of the shows. So, uh, one of the shows I watched, I finished and, or, (laughs) I finished, I started and finished Ozark, and so a lot of people had been talking about Ozark, and they released a third season, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll check it out, you know. Um, I, I greatly recommend watching, however, it, it's a stressful-ass show, oh my god, like, I seriously had to take so many breaks watching that show, and I've never had to do that. Oh, you know what? I did have to do that with Grey's Anatomy sometimes. I still have not fully finished Grey's Anatomy. Or, like, have not gotten past season... I think I was on season 10 when I stopped watching. Because there's just so much happening, you know? Um, But yeah, I had to do that with Grey's. This is the only other show I had to do that with. And it is so stressful, man. Oh my god. So, if you don't know what it's about, I'll just give you the gist. I'm not gonna, like, spoil anything, but basically it's about, uh, this, you know, Jason Bateman. Um, his character is helping, well, not helping, or I guess helping, yeah, the, the Mexican cartel, uh, launder money. And you'll find out, but the, his wife is in on it, and then they eventually get the kids in on it, well, not in on it, but they tell the kids about it, um, and yeah, so it's, it's essentially about this family, they're laundering money for the Mexican cartel, and then they have to move from, I think they were living in Chicago, and they have to move to this place called the Ozarks, and it's just basically, like, kind of middle of nowhere type thing, it's in Missouri, I think, I don't know. Uh, 
I watched three seasons and I still couldn't tell you, but I think it's in Missouri. And, uh, yeah, so it's just about them and, like, but it's just the most insanely stressful show because literally the whole show, the whole time, they're just constantly figuring out how to not get killed by the cartel (laughs) because, like, you know, basically they have to launder all this money um, or else, or else they die, and, uh, they keep running into obstacles, and it's just like, oh, we might die now, and then they'd have to figure out a way to, you know, not do it, and it's just that over and over, but it's so good, like, (laughs) it's very, it's very good, um, so yeah, would recommend, uh, another thing, what else have I been watching, so after I finished Ozark, I was like, okay, I need another show, so I've, I've been watching New Girl, um, so I'm on season three of that, and yeah, uh, New Girl, funny show, I like it, I'm a fan, um, also I have Crave, I mentioned that, so I've been, I started watching Seinfeld on there, uh, the reason I did that is Netflix only lets two people at a time use the profile, so sometimes if, like, my mom and my brother or my dad or someone are both watching, then I can't be on it, so, and I volunteered because I also have Crave, so I was like, okay, I'll go on Crave, so then I started watching Seinfeld, um, and yeah, so I've, I've, I haven't watched a ton of it because I've, I've basically only been doing that when other people are using Netflix, but yeah, Seinfeld, hadn't watched it before, uh, obviously, very funny show, um, and then, oh, RuPaul. All the RuPaul content that you need is on Crave. So I recommend getting Crave if you are a fan of RuPaul. Um, otherwise, I think his stuff is also on Amazon Prime. But for me, I really like Crave because they also have a lot of comedy content on there. Um, and then, okay, so Netflix, uh, they've also had The Last Dance, and I just want to talk real quick about The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan docu-series, because it's so good, but just the thing that I find so hilarious to me is that Michael Jordan, first of all, he's literally an insane person, uh, you'll learn this, which honestly, like, if you're, if you're the best athlete, arguably ever, like, you're, you have to be insane, like, you have to be, you have to have this crazy mentality, but it's just so funny, because he literally finds motivation in every single little thing that, like, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think would motivate anyone, like, so it shows in the documentary that (laughs) it was, like, someone saying, someone saying something to him after a game, like, he'd be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you, and then take that into the next game, and then, and then you flip it, and there was, like, one team that they're like, okay, we're not gonna talk to Mike, we're not gonna say anything, and then he takes that as motivation, and is like, oh, you're not gonna talk to me now? Like, (laughs) bad, bad choice, big mistake, dude, and, like, he literally just finds a way he finds a way to motivate himself. And then they even say, this was the funniest thing to me. They even say at one point in the documentary that apparently, uh, was it, oh man, I forget who it was, but apparently, supposedly this one player 
uh was it on the hornets i don't know i don't want to i don't want to be wrong here but might have been the hornets where one of the players said good game mike and mike was like nah (laughs) the next game he like killed him not literally but like you know obviously um and then and then it turned out that the guy didn't even say that so mike literally just made this up in his mind that this guy said this to him just so he could have some sort of motivation which like how insane do you have to be to just make up someone saying something to you like i don't i don't understand that but anyways last dance uh the last two episodes come out tomorrow oh my god i'm so excited um but yeah recommend watching that if you're not already even if you're not into basketball it's very interesting um i mean obviously being into basketball would help but i mean regardless i think it's just a really interesting documentary um it really like gets into just michael and all the pressure he had like it's honestly i honestly like can't even imagine just he had so much pressure and like literally uh i don't want to i don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it but uh, it's just like i don't like i i understand why he retired <laughs> and then you know he came back after he retired once and then he just like retired again and like i think at first when i when i heard how long he played in the league i was like oh like he that doesn't seem like a very long time but no like he he was ready to be out of there cuz like it's just it's just actually insane how much like scrutiny he was under all the time and yeah i don't know i just find it super interesting and yeah it's a very good documentary uh i don't know i'm i'm really enjoying it (laughs) that's all i have to say so i don't really know how to wrap this thing up but this is this has been episode one of the lonely girls podcast um thank you if you tuned in that's great um yeah i'm hopefully gonna make more of these so (laughs) stay tuned but uh yeah all right lonely girls i i don't know okay bye